It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down An American loser the day I was born Hey, welcome back to uh, the live episode of American Loser. Took us a little while to get this thing going, but uh, if you've been friends or family of mine for uh, the last 31 years, you would know everything with me starts a half hour late. So, <laughs> I suck. I'm sorry. Uh, the Garden State Parkway also sucks. Very sorry. Garden State Parkway blows. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Jackie has not been a guest on the show here yet, so if you're just meeting her for the first time, this is uh, one of my closest friends hey. in comedy. I love her. She's one of the funniest comics in New Jersey. Make oh, some noise so for Miss Jackie Byrne. That was such hey, a Jesse. nice intro, you guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What did I do to deserve that? Just Thank you, you being you. It's a good You know day. what? This is too much for me already. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And of course, as always, Happy my handsome uh, dilf of a father yeah. is over here. <laughs> and behind the ones and twos is uh, the handsome Mr. Big Kahuna. How are you feeling, Kahuna? What's going on, everybody? Hey, hey. hey. Even in the live episode, no one sees me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about this. Too. I'm like, it was Goosey Night, by the way. You guys, yeah. What do you guys call it? Goosey night or mischief night? What do you mischief, guys night. Okay. mischief night. Mischief yeah. night. I grew up calling it goosey night. What about you, Jay Burns? Goosey baby. Okay. Yeah. See, now uh, that is the day before Halloween, which is October 30th. Uh, so the story we're going to be talking about today is actually the – it's the 374th anniversary mm. of when this thing uh, first took place. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the possession of Elizabeth Knapp. All right. Uh, she's Happy the anniversary, fir- Elizabeth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie, we're thinking of you That's today. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, she is the first recorded and documented demonic possession in American history. Okay. Uh, so much so, in fact, that it's actually she her possession uh, precedes the you know Declaration of Independence. This happened before America was America. It took place in what was known as the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh, from October 30th, 1671... To January 12, 1672, Elizabeth Knapp, a 16-year-old Puritan girl living in the aforementioned Massachusetts Bay Colony, claims to have been possessed by the devil. You guys know anything about possessions or no? <laughs> possession? No? Yeah, we're going to talk about Losing your possessions, but... Well, I believe uh, demonic possession is nine-tenths of the law. Is that correct? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Terrible joke. She's know, America's first crazy bitch. That's, that's why I love her. I'll be honest with you, right? I'm like, we need to celebrate her today. <laughs> she had some low hand going on with exactly. her. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but here's a check this out. America's this... first crazy bitch. I like that. <laughs> I'm here for you, babe. I'm here for you. Gotta start on strong. <laughs> She's establishing loud. dominance. It's good. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, Just crazy bitches. I think I have a pulse on. That's all. No, that's a good thing. Uh, now, Cahoons, let us know if anything changes with the audio or anything like that with the comments. I got a couple friends that are going to uh, chime in to let me know if uh, you got. Uh, you do have one comment so far. Uh, Chris Hallenbach is like, My shout out to friend. Mrs. Burke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, can we show her? <laughs> She's behind you, like she Chris Hollenbeck, my oldest so friend. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> my oldest friend from when we were three together. So Chris is gonna let me know if any of the audio was fucking up here. That's but awesome. I, I, Do you see her in the back? She's so cute. <laughs> oh my god, I love her. Uh, okay, sorry. No, no problem. I'm excited. We're gonna dive into this one. This gets a little bit uh, crazy here right away. Uh, her possession 
uh, it's actually been documented, okay, which is really cool. Um, but the, the stuff that was going on with her, she was uh, suffering from shrieking fits, okay, Th uh, threats from the unknown. She had multiple voices. This is a case of like a, a colonial version of The Exorcist, pretty right. much. That's what we're dealing with mm -hmm. here. And uh, her, she's remembered in history as the Groton Witch, okay. Now, there's a Groton, Connecticut, which was Rotten Groton, which was a U.S. Navy sub base that I had friends get stationed at. But this is oh, Groton, that's so Massachusetts. Funny. Okay. Yeah, this is Groton, Massachusetts. So you got another. So you got a connection a little bit to this one. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be tough to shoehorn in a New Jersey reference. To <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this is all mass. You were really searching. To be honest on it, with you, it was we'll tough to we'll uh, figure it out. Did you just say mass? Yeah, you bet I did. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough on that one, especially with the World Series just happening. But uh, in order to uh, understand the case of Miss Knapp, uh, you kind of have to understand that she lived in uh, the times that she lived in, the zeitgeist, and what the Puritans were all about. LP, what the fuck are the Puritans? Well, the Puritans were a religious group that, um, well, historically it goes back into England when they were having all kinds of uh, religious shenanigans going on there. And it really reached a, a peak, I guess, with uh, Henry VIII when he wanted to divorce his first wife, went to the, uh, to the Pope. Uh, looking for an annulment, the Pope wouldn't grant it. So old Henry VIII said, well, you know what? Screw you and the Roman Catholic <laughs> Church. I'm going to start my own church, and we're going to call it the Church of England. Screw you guys. Yeah, I'm going home. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm, I'm making the rules here, <laughs> at least as far as England was concerned. And uh, there was all kinds of uh, back and forth civil wars, you know, people burned at the stake and everything else. Uh, and then... Eventually, well, we had the formation of the Church of England, um, and then uh, the Puritans took exception that uh, the Church of England didn't break away from the Roman Catholic uh, methodology, if you will, enough and wanted to purify the Church of England. Mm. So hence, the, the Puritans were the ones that were looking to purify the Church of England. Well, uh, now here's when they started to come over uh, into the New World, if you will, which was going to be in March of 1630. Seventeen ships funded by the Massachusetts Bay Company left London in order to settle a new colony under the leadership of Mr. John Winthrop. I mean, there's a Winthrop Lane coming up to the studio here. That's like... It's like if you could get it on the ground floor of America, you know how much shit is named after people? <laughs> yeah, this, you right. Know? Right. You got to get in early, though. I love that. The ground uh, floor. The ground floor of America. Oh, yeah, that's it. He's so witty. Well, uh, over <laughs> he's always so damn witty. Now, over the next 13 years, this is where it gets crazy. You want to talk about uh, uh, immigration being an issue today. Uh, think about over for over the next 13 years from 1630 when John Rint, uh, Winthrop arrived, more than 9,000 Puritans migrated to the country. Okay, so you now have a crazy religious cult has now pretty much taken over Massachusetts Bay Colony, founded their own thing and everything. Yeah, part of that was uh, before then, like people were coming over, but they were coming over dribs and drabs. Where with the Puritans, now you had whole entire congregations were coming over. So, you know, entire villages were emigrating to, uh, to America to, to seek, you know, to use their form of religion, their their beliefs together as, a, as an entire community, not just a, a family. How much do you know about their beliefs? Because they, they were into some weird stuff. Uh, they were they were pretty straight shooters, were, for that, sure. You, both of you <laughs> grew up Catholic. Yes. Right. Okay, so, uh, and now, Jack, you went to Catholic school, did you sure not? Sure did. Okay, so the there militant version of that, I mean, the Puritans make that look like a vacation. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. This is, 
Yeah, this is like the Jehovah's Witness of Catholicism. <laughs> like, there's no fun, yeah. no glory, no. no celebratory anything. Well, uh, the Puritans had a very deep religious set of values, and they believed that they had a covenant with God and themselves, okay? Like, it was like a handshake agreement kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they felt it was their duty to live their lives according to the scriptures, right? Which can be interpreted a million different ways, you know? Right. I mean, we had that thing going on, what was it, the... Uh, is it a blue dress or a green dress not too long ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was the, the Yanni thing or whatever. The Laurel, yeah, whatever, Laurel and right, Yanni. right, right. Mm-hmm. So we can't even agree on that shit that you can play on stuff. <laughs> so now imagine you know, having to go over here and deal with this right. stuff. So, yeah, God told us. But the whole community was based on church. I mean, uh, that uh, the entire community was expected to go to the Puritan uh, religious services whether you were a firm believer or not, but you know you and you were you going, you were in you some were deep going, shit. right, you were in, right. right, and it was it was almost like it was predestined as to whether you were getting mm-hmm. into heaven. What or a not. great word! Oh, I, mm. You want? Uh, do you know why that's a great word too? Because first of all, it's a good word, uh, but they believed in something called the predestined elect. Yeah. Okay, that is people who are guaranteed like, to yeah, go to heaven. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read I read that. I was just going to say that. I did research too. A, I am in the best seat in the house. That's all I to say. Joke's on you. I was about to say it. Yeah, that's right, right. It's, uh, so the predestined elect, that means you're guaranteed to go into heaven. But it's very funny because everybody could be in the religion, but only certain members meeting certain criteria could be a member of the predestined elect. That's right. Kind of like anybody can buy from Amazon, but you can only watch their TV shows with Prime. Okay. <laughs> so there's always the Amazon Prime. It's always a catch. Of yeah. being a Puritan <laughs> is guaranteed heaven. That's how it works. Now, didn't they also say, too, that you had to um, basically their main goal, even though they were predestined to go to heaven, you still had to live your life Every day to secure that? Yes. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You could so lose it easy. You can lose right, it right. so easy. And if you weren't predestined, you were still going to give it a shot because... You didn't know for sure. Yeah, you know for sure whether who was that predestined or not. Imagine living your life like that, though, and, and every day. That's why... <laughs> being an Uber driver, right. all right? As soon as you get your five-star rating, you can't just start elbowing people in the face on their way in and out. Oh, right. my God. What a great, great comment. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful. And it's also why, like, um, the social elite, if you will, or the, or the ministers and stuff were looked upon um, that, you know, these guys got to be pre-select because look how wealthy they are. Look how well they're doing that. Obviously, their prayers have been answered. Mm. So they're probably a shoe in to get in. So maybe if I kind of follow along in their footsteps, I, I might get uh, caught up with the undertow kind of a thing, you know. <laughs> Maybe I slide in while the door is open. <laughs> if you're just joining us here on the feed, I know people are going to be coming in and out on this one, but uh, this is American Loser. We're doing a live episode for our Halloween special. Eventually, we're going to dive into The Grotten Witch, which is the story of Miss Elizabeth Knapp, but we're trying to set the table right now with the Puritans. And the way we were talking about it earlier, because you were talking about you have to live your life a certain way to keep you know, the, the predestined elect thing going. Of course. Well, uh, what's interesting about that is that their politics is their religion, and their religion is their politics. There is, they're one and the same. So there was this group that started uh, – uh, there's a guy, really, one person, uh, who was a dissenter, if you will, of the Puritan religion and wanted them to separate from uh, the Church of England and be their own kind of magnanimous thing. And uh, what they wanted to do is uh, – he was also frustrated with a lot of things that were going on with the, the Puritan way of life and everything. And this guy's name is uh, Mr. Uh, Roger Williams. Okay, you ever hear of Roger Williams? Sure. Let's, mm-hmm. You ever Play go to any Dodgers? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You ever no. go to any parties at a certain Roger Williams <laughs> over in Rhode Island? Uh, we had some friends that went up there for college and everything, man. I'm sorry. That is one of the most average names like I've ever heard. What, Ro- Roger, Roger Williams? Ro- Roger Williams. Good old Rog. Roger average Williams name, College. pretty uh, extraordinary person here. Yeah. Um, okay. Now he, I'm the asshole. Wait, oh, no. wait to <laughs> hear it. You're beautiful. You just stay pretty over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love this har- episode. Sexual harassment begins <laughs> now. <laughs> Big Cahoon, too. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Uh, but, um, well, that Roger Williams now has a problem with a lot of the things that are going on here, and he argued that the Puritans needed to leave the Church of England. And here's a little thing, an idea. He came up with Kahuna, this very ordinary named guy, came up with an idea saying that maybe there should be a little bit of separation between church and state. Aww. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... All right, Roger, you got maybe. All right, you did one good thing. There you go. I'm giving it to you. (laughs) What do you got, LP? No, it was just that 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 whole uh, Puritan society that uh, the church elders would decide who was allowed to vote. You had to be male. You had to be a free man. You had to be a Puritan, right, in order to have a vote in the government. Uh, so they were pretty much, it was a closed shop. Mm-hmm. You know, you were, you were not getting in unless they decided, um, anybody who was outside of the Puritan faith was like a non-entity. Uh, and then, um, Williams took exception to that and he said, you know, maybe there's, there maybe there's some other people that really deserve to get into heaven besides just us kind of a thing. And then he had... Uh, took exception with uh, the church elders of the Puritan faith, and then they told him, well, you know, like it, uh, take a hike. And I think he did. He went a little south because they were pretty much around uh, the Boston area at that point. They're in the Boston uh, area, and then they go ahead, and now Roger Williams is now the founder of, you want to guess, Jack? What's what's the state right over next to it? Little state. Wait, oh, Rhode Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you made me nervous. You looked at me, and I was like, oh, my God, what, what's going on? You did have a, a teacher just call them in Is this a trick question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see me? I was like, oh, damn it. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I just think that's so funny is that uh, for Rhode Island, he just goes, listen, screw you guys. I'm going to do my own thing, right? And when Roger Williams has this whole thing going on, he is for fair treatment of the Native Americans. He does separate for the separation of church and state. And he actually inspired some of the founding fathers who liked his idea of separation of church and state so much that it became part of our founding of the United States of America. Right. And that still gets talked about in the news to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, So this guy always had some pretty cool ideas. Roger, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Yeah, we're, t- apologize we're talking about, like, we're going to be talking about ghosts and demons and shit today, so please don't come back and haunt me. Like, I was just trying to make a joke. Like, please. I'm sure he's got way bigger problems to deal with. Also like true. Being right. dead, like being dead. Right, yeah. like being dead. <laughs> well, uh, now, Groton, Massachusetts is 32 miles northwest of Boston. Okay, it is part of the Massachusetts Bay Colony, and it is a Puritan stronghold. Now, um, it was a rough life for uh, most people in the community, but especially for the women. Uh, the women had to do majority of the physical labor. Didn't you tell me the ratio was three to one? Yeah, I was reading somewhere, and it's three to one or four to one that uh – Anybody who was emigrating from England primarily would go further south. They would hit, like, Virginia and everything else to be farmers. And, uh, of course, growing crops down there was a whole lot easier. Uh, and uh, life was easier, if you will, in the Virginia colony than it was up in uh, the Massachusetts Bay colony. And um, there was a, a large female population that were then expected to do a lot of the physical labor that normally would have been 
gone to the uh, to the male side. But, so uh, it's a four to had, one yeah. ratio, and I still probably couldn't get laid. But yeah. That's how bad that's, that is. Oh my god, uh, you're ridiculous. Well, we uh, could. if you're listening out there, I'm sure we could. Yeah, find yeah, this. Now uh, the women, uh, they weren't to be abused. This wasn't like a, an abuse happy uh, society. But the women did have, for the most part, little to no rights. Uh, and they certainly weren't running for elected office or anything. No, like they that. couldn't vote. Yeah. The best thing you could have was if you were like an innkeeper's uh, wife, you could have some say over how the business was run. So that was like, could that be considered a great job if you would have? It would run the household. The That's the best kids, you Kids do. in the house, that was uh, pretty much their realm. It's uh, Yeah, and then they, they were in charge of child rearing and all that other stuff. But uh, the Puritans believed that their covenant with God, uh, in order to be that predestined elect we were talking about, the biggest enemy to that covenant is a fellow by the name of Satan. Yeah. You ever hear of him? He's, he's working the other side. Yeah, uh, Satan was a uh, fallen angel whose goal was to incriminate mankind in order to keep these people out of heaven. That's how they saw Satan. And uh, one way the devil and his demons could hurt you would be with a possession. Uh, possession being an internal demon, right? And obsession being the external demon. So when you talk about an obsession, you're actually saying a, a demon is tormenting you. So when I was obsessed with Twin Peaks... Uh, I had a Twin Peaks demon, demon that was torturing me that made me want to watch the show. That's so funny. I that didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. It's very true. Yeah, you so. go by other names too. Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub. He had a couple of different handles. <laughs> a couple of different handles on Twitter. He did. Yeah, right. Satan, there you go. Satan could get kicked off of Twitter nowadays. Isn't that great? Uh, they demonetized him on YouTube. Um, but uh, one way that uh, like he would turn... Uh, most possession claims, by the way, would show some of the following symptoms. I thought this was really cool. Uh, agitation. I think everyone in this room has experienced agitation. Agitated. Uh, ill humor. Not me. I'm perfect. That's a, <laughs> ill humor. Uh, Jackie Byrne and I make our livings uh, saying gross things on stage to people. True. Um, <laughs> blasphemy. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter if you do it in Gaelic, Lawrence. All right. Everybody still knows what you're saying. <laughs> Revealing unknown secrets and speaking in tongues. Speaking okay. in tongues. Tongues. Languages you'd never heard of before. Dead languages. But uh, for possession, right, uh, unlike in channeling. Um, where channeling is like uh, like Miss Cleo would be channeling. Yeah, oh, I live so. for Miss Cleo. Thank you for that. <laughs> Ouija board and that type of stuff. Yeah, she would uh, – so if the subject was a medium, they would have some semblance of control over the person inhabiting their body. But uh, with – and you're able to force it out. But if you're not a medium and this is a possession, that demon's completely in charge of you right now. you got no nothing to handle and you don't control when it leaves. It's running the show, all right? But uh, – Exorcism is so common, by the way, the idea of demonic possession or evil spirits getting into you, that exorcism uh, customs exist in major religions, including Catholicism, uh, general Christianity, especially being a Protestant, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Taoism. Also Islam. And also Islam, that's correct. I, uh, it's, um, it's a weird thing because if all the religions have a custom for it, then this is some shit people were nervous right. about. There's more than just the Puritans that were worried about uh, demonic possession. The uh, scientific explanation for most possessions includes but is not limited to uh, schizophrenia, epilepsy, bipolar disorder, and rooting for the cowboys when you're from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a Jersey connection. Yeah, our our former governor right was a there. cowboy fan. That's, uh, Maybe he was truly was possessed. It's uh, also we forgot the other name of Satan. It was Chris Christie. <laughs> it's a history podcast. <laughs> now, during a possession, the person is not responsible for their actions. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna plant an idea here for you now, Jackie. We'll Let's get back to it. But if you're not responsible for your actions, then a possession is an illness and not a sin. Correct? A thousand percent. So. Uh, 
what's the worst excuse you've ever used for why you were like, oh, you know, oh, I was like, sometimes I would say like, oh, well, I was drunk, so I don't remember what I said. Drunk or sorry, PMS. <laughs> <laughs> That's what those symptoms for possession that's sound a, like. I'm not oh, like that's oh, sorry, dudes. That's but once a month you're gonna. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna be a psychopath. There is no Jackie, only Zool. Right? Yeah. <laughs> not that I could ever be that bad, uh, but yeah, of uh, course. That's a uh, an excellent <laughs> one right there. Zool, Zool. he's the Thank gatekeeper. You for that, Ooh, he's the gatekeeper. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I'm right the key master. <laughs> the key master, yes. That's right. If it's an illness, right, then it's not a sin. Then the exorcism is not a punishment, but a cure. That's how they try to frame it. Right. So if you wanted to pull some shit and then have everybody feel bad for you and throw yourself a pity party, <laughs> a demonic right. possession is unfortunately a way to go about it, doing it. I feel like it's a great outlet. It's not bad. And you're not responsible for any of your own actions either. It's like when you, you – know, Win-win. Man, now I wish I could PMS. That's like, <laughs> it's, uh, Sorry. But now, uh, like we were saying, so uh, we got a little background now, I know. Guys. I'm really sorry, everybody, because they always say girls You're always good. talk about their period. It's so stupid. I never do, but that's the God's honest truth. Okay. Back on the rail. No, we're way good here. If you're just joining us right now, I want to say thank you again. This is American Loser Podcast. Uh, we do a weekly show. Episodes come out on Tuesday uh, normally. We're doing a special live one here for Halloween. Check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud if you haven't already. Uh, we have a lot of fun on this show, and this topic is nuts. We've laid out the groundwork now. Okay, we got a little bit of background knowledge on the Puritans, a little bit of background knowledge on the times that they lived in. And then also now what demonic possession supposedly, you know, coincides with. And just to bring you back up to speed, if you're tuning in late here, today is the anniversary of the first uh, um, written report of a demonic possession in America on uh, October the 30th, 1671. So 374 <laughs> years ago. Let's, uh, maybe Elizabeth Knapp right. had her fun, first episode. Fun side fact as well, today's the 80th anniversary of the War of the Worlds broadcast. Very true. I saw that one. Oh, right. oh I didn't as well. see that. That's actually That's, really cool. Yeah. I thought you were going to kick out of that. Oh, no, totally. I'm a big, big <laughs> Just stay in fan. history. That's, <laughs> um, my buddy Joe Fernandez called me Orson Welles when I showed up drunk to my own sketch. He was going, <laughs> <laughs> Orson Welles arrives. <laughs> um, but, uh, he's the best. He is the best. Shout out to Joe Fernandez. He's probably watching. I hope he is. Or hey, Joe. He's gonna, but, um, so now, uh, like we were saying, on this day, Miss Elizabeth Knapp, who is a 16-year-old servant in the house of the prominent town preacher, Mr. Samuel Willard, she began ex uh, showing signs of demonic possession. And Willard kept a meticulously detailed written account of the, mm -hmm. quote, possession. We can put quotes up now. <laughs> we actually quotes. have a visual. Eh. Mm. But uh, his sermons as a preacher in his services were often about damnation, all right? So when a servant in his house, his own house, began showing signs of demonic possession, Willard is interesting because he takes a scientific approach rather than the uh, what would happen you know, later on down the road with the Salem witch trials and everything where it's like, she's a witch burner. So right. Jackie Byrne has red hair if you're listening to this on just the audio version. Yep. Right. Uh, if, if Jackie Byrne There's had red hair. There's one strike. Yeah, and, she act, <laughs> it's, and she's a sassy gal right. about town too. That's right. So, if uh, all we're getting our happen, lighters ready. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jackie uh, yells at somebody or does something nobody wants. Like, oh, she's got red hair. She's marked by the devil. Uh -huh. Oh, I would have been so yeah. screwed. Oh, they'd be burning you, and you would just. <laughs> so fast. 
<laughs> You're just done. I'm just so done. 16's an awful year, though, so I feel like it's good. You, yeah, could you? That's the other thing I try to keep in mind too: is that uh, 16 now is still a child, but right. 16 back then was getting an adult-sized workload. So right. That's probably all the servant shit she has to do here. Um, now it is interesting because Willard, who's a religious guy, okay, he is a minister, but he's also a, like the Puritans are well educated but very superstitious. So they're still curious about this stuff. So what winds up happening is that Willard keeps almost a scientific observation log of right. looking for the devil. So it's almost like like we're going to have a scientific experiment on the, the boogeyman. Or we're going to – I'm a geologist and I'm going to track right. Bigfoot. This right. is a- so it, it's weird because you're using science to solve things that aren't necessarily scientific. Right. Now, with, uh, with trying to find this evidence, like is he like claiming things – that aren't really evidence, or is he pulling a Stevie Wonder and not being able to see anything that he's actually doing? Meaning, like, oh fuck, I'm claiming this is demonic possession evidence. Like, what proof is there? Like a baseline that he had come up with, or is That's he just interesting? Because now he goes to a medical doctor to have Miss Knapp looked at. Because we're going to talk about that here in a second. But in his wow. logs, this is fucking. This is where it gets nasty, dude. Mm. In the logs, the doctors could not prescribe a cure or diagnose a disease, which backed up the idea that it was probably a demonic possession. And uh, Willard also notes that Miss Knapp's fits, her physical fits of rage she was going into and her acting out, always seemed to be the most violent whenever Willard was around. Yes. So uh, you ever cough really loud so you can stay home from school, Jack? (laughs) (laughs) If I stayed home from school, my parents thought I was faking. Sometimes I would run over to the toilet and just be like, oh, oh, thank God I'm here. Right, right. right, You got to pull the nauseous car. I'm so nauseous. Yeah. I didn't just watch eight episodes of Spin City in a row. (laughs) Or put my finger down the throat Perfect to get strangers. the strangers. Give uh, me the goods. It was the best. But uh, for the possession, these are the uh, the behaviors she started exhibiting. Cahoons. Uh Miss Knapp uh, would grab parts of her body, first her leg and then her arms, and she would uh, she would claim to feel like a strangulation. So she's like someone's choking me or whatever. Blah blah. And then later fits would include screaming, laughing to the point of weeping, which I've done on acid. Um, <laughs> You know, so you're just laughing the whole time. Like, Life is so beautiful. <laughs> but, Look at how happy your dad is. He's just looking at you. It's uh, shocking all. That's <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the only way to find God is to watch the sun come up. <laughs> well, this is a this is a history podcast, so oh, you're learning some so KP Burke history. Yeah, also yeah, true. yeah, exactly. Also, we got a comment. Robert T. Uh, Kniff. Can, yeah. Oh, Kniff. hey. Is Jackie Byrne is, is a witch. I have proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for that. Uh, now, right back into the acid thing here. Knapp would then begin to experience hallucinations in which she claimed to have seen two persons in at the foot of her bed, right? And then uh, later, uh, she also revealed that a man who would, uh, as Knapp claimed, would float around above mm. the ground uh, near her bed. So she would uh, convulse violently during one of the most violent fits, it took four people to hold her down. Now, when you're a 16 year old girl, I mean, there are like there's ath- athletes and everything, like that, but sure. you should, in your mind, you four people's a lot of people. Right. I don't think it would take four people to hold me down. Right. That's, I'd get I'd get gassed after 30 seconds, but um, <laughs> so she's this went on a long, long time though. It did. Uh, right. Now, the, one of the the crazy episodes is she tried to throw herself in the fire. Mm. Right. That is commitment. If this is to get <laughs> right. out. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll burn myself. And then she sure. would scream in these guttural voices, uh, money, money, sin, sin, misery, misery. Okay. And she also called out, um, what's his name, uh, Willard, too, that uh, mm. he's, he's not speaking the truth. And, right. Uh, 
Black Rogue, uh, I think she, she called yep, him she at one to point, him as, uh, too. The biggest rogue of all. Rogue, yeah, there you go. So, rogue being a bad word back then. Right, right. But, uh, right. but, but again, this is like the, the pillar of the community, though. He's, he's the minister to the Puritan community that he's like number one. And it's like accusing the, the mayor or something that, like, he's no good. He's, he's, he's a liar and everything else. And, you know how good of a guy he is, too, that he's taking this disciplined route of like, well, let's go over and talk to her. You know, I'll keep notes and we'll see what we can do about this. Most other people, if you had any dirt on anybody, it would just be like, all right, so it's survival of the fittest. I have to have her killed immediately. If there was right. any dirt on his jacket. But um, now on November 2nd, just after Halloween, okay, I don't know if the Puritans celebrated Halloween. I don't think so. You, can, you want to see like you know Reverend Willard and like a no, sexy they, cat they costume? Too, too many. Uh, they probably prepped for that shit. Like Sandy boarded up the fucking windows. They were like, nope. <laughs> yeah, right. We're done. We're Jeez. not. We're not dealing with none of y'all tonight. Well, uh, just after Halloween, uh, Nap confesses to having met with the devil. All right, which is apparently very common in these demonic possession cases. They always claim to have a meeting with mm. Satan, right? Which uh, is interesting because making a deal. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Could you imagine if uh, Satan was on Shark Tank? <laughs> All right, so you just have Mr. Wonderful, and then you have uh, everybody else, sitting, and then it's just Satan, and he goes, All right, and here's what I want. All right, I'm going to give you 700000 up front, but I get to keep your soul for eternity. Right. That's a deal or no deal. You have to take it right now. Right? <laughs> I'm not willing to give you my soul. Commit. You're not willing to give me your soul, and for that reason, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, now, for the last three years, apparently, the devil had been visiting her in the night. Okay, offering Elizabeth, uh, what are the things you would want from the devil in exchange for your soul, Jackie Byrne? Oh, in exchange for my soul, um, probably a, like a super smoking bod, like Kim. You K. already have that. Oh my God, you stop right now, okay? <laughs> is this my birthday fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Can I curse on this? Sorry, I just did. Absolutely, absolutely. It's NPR with bombs. You know, come on, a little money, money for sure. Okay, now one thing for a rock and bod is like you don't want to appear young for a while, right? Yeah, so, why not? Now it's weird here. What uh, what she promised or was promised rather by the devil is uh, money. Yeah. All right. Uh, her youth, ease from labor, so no more of that servant bullshit. Right. Right. She wants and, to be a housewife. Uh, and the ability to see the world, because if you've ever been on uh, Tinder or Bumble or any dating app, you know that <laughs> women love to travel. All right. <laughs> You'll have a girl tell you how women are second-class citizens and how difficult it is to be a woman, and then all of them have a photo of them doing yoga on the beach in Maui. <laughs> Dude, write this and down. Like this. this is a bit. Write this down right now. It's. Uh, I oh, believe it's that they do be have so it hard. Good. I believe that they do have it hard, but it is. I'm just saying, like, man, you have seen, like, uh, you've gone on a vacation that's showed you more of the world than six years of me being in the Navy. Did. Well, you saw it. Jacksonville, Florida. I did. And, uh, and Dubai. You went to Dubai. Come on. That's pretty good. Yeah. I did live in Dubai, which was cool. It's, uh, but I'll tell you what. Uh, it is Back funny. That the, yeah. Now I'm debating what I would <laughs> sell my soul to the devil for. That's not good. Um, <laughs> See, I'm crazy. I would, I would be like, I want a genie. And the devil would be like, why do you want a genie? Because I want to tell you none of my, burst, my personal business. <laughs> the genie, I can tell whatever I want. And I get the three wishes. If uh, if the devil looked like Elizabeth Hurley in that movie where she played the oh, devil. Oh, the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she, I, that would just be my wish. Yeah. <laughs> I can't it. blame you for that. Um, but now uh, she was told she would have the ability to see the world, youth, all that other stuff. She, showed, uh, she then showed, um, was shown rather, by the devil, a book of blood covenants. All right, that was signed by hundreds of other women and stuff like that, saying like, "Oh, and these are all the other women that have agreed." They've to this already, and, uh, and uh, encourages her to sign. Made it. the deal. Now Elizabeth says she wouldn't sign the book, 
And after that, she was instructed to murder herself and also several members of uh, the community, including Willard and his own family. There you go. So imagine you're taking the oh, who, who and that's your servant in your house. Oh, yeah. cool. Who did they right. tell you to kill again? Oh, right. me and my kids. And okay, and let me make sure I'm getting this. All right. But uh, the hallucinations then continued until November 28th, uh, when she had a fit that lasted 48 hours. I mean, who hasn't gone crazy on Black Friday? <laughs> Awesome. Shop till you drop. <laughs> the fucking holidays, right? But uh, no, uh, the now holidays will make you crazy. Well, a fit it's for a forty-eight hours—that's nuts. You can't fake that. Yeah, forty-eight no. hours are going nuts. Something's at work here. Something's you know? yeah. Something's not right. Because if you ever got a second day off of school, if you faked sick and got the first day, you're just like, all right, I got that day. Yeah. I got to go back. But if you ever had the balls to try for two days, or the, you know what I mean, the, the guts to go mm. for two days. Um, you had to have some some dedication to the craft there. There's 100%. no yeah. There's no the turn. Craft. Yeah. No, gotta, I'm with you. You got to pretend you don't want to be upstairs. You know what? You know, you, you pretend that you don't care about the TV or something like that. Something weird. Or if mom offered me like to make something that she knew I liked for dinner that night, and I was like, no, I don't really feel good. That's how you, you have to start there oh, to get the next day of school. Great off. move. Right, right. <laughs> great move. Or you're not going to watch Monday Night Raw or something. Yeah. <laughs> or or she is possessed by the devil and something's going on here. There you go. So uh, she was catatonic after the uh, 48-hour fit. She was catatonic until December 8th. They must have loved that week. They'll think about it. They're like, oh, right, rest. Elizabeth's sleeping. She's quiet for a while. sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> Probably December thinking she's 8th, dead. By the way, my sister's birthday, Carrie Burke. Happy mm. birthday, December 8th. <laughs> uh, when she wakes up after this week off, if you will, you know what I mean? <laughs> her, her rest day from her demonic possession, P90X, um, <laughs> When she awakes, Knapp confesses that she did sign a pact with the devil and that she had let him into her bed. All right. Now, back then, that's we're talking about uh, outside yeah, of marriage and you're banging the devil. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's a twofer. Uh, and then she said uh, that he was relentless. The devil would be in the bed almost every single night. And uh, he also worked and owned Miramax. <laughs> I thought a twofer from Lucifer. That's what happened in my brain. I bet we could pull up a picture oh, of, this, of the devil please. now. God. Uh, so oh, that was my, good, though. My little Weinstein joke worked. It was good. It was beautiful. Uh, you slid it in there. Now, uh, <laughs> it LP, do you have anything else you want to throw in on that real quick? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, that. that uh, but then now this guy Willard now writes all these accounts and all his observations of uh, poor Lizzie Knapp. Did you see some of the quotes that he attributed? Yeah. This was my favorite. This was a couple of the quotes real quick, just before we get into the other stuff with Willard. Um, This is the stuff that'll put um, hair on your chest, if you will. We'll take it Uh, off. Yeah, some of of Elizabeth Spitz included her speaking in a voice that Willard documented could not possibly be her own, okay, and several phrases. Uh, Her throat would swell up like a frog, and she would scream at Willard, calling him the rogue minister who tells his people a company of lies. So that's where all this exorcist stuff is getting when she's sitting there and she's yelling at the priest and, you know, vomiting across the room. This is all coming based off of this. So someone once responded because she was surrounded by people at all times. Someone responded, uh, God has you in chains, Satan. And then Nap sits up in her bed and responds, for all my chains, I can knock thee in the head when I please. What? So, is that what he said? Uh-huh. That is what Satan had to say through a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> but uh, now on December 17th, Elizabeth's fits had now subsided enough 
that her mother allowed her out in town to enjoy some of the Christmas cheer. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you got a good We got to talk about her family, though. Did you do anything about it? Oh, it's, uh, it's yeah. We're all, okay, we're, I got plenty of time for that. All right, because pre- they're cuckoos. They are cuckoos. <laughs> I'm actually excited what you're going to say on this mm. one. Cuckoo, that's um, a medical term. Can you imagine, like, you're just having a grand old Christmas time with your family. You hear the carolers going around, and then all of a sudden you open the door, and the carolers, one of them is that. Is Elizabeth right? It's like the girl that you've been yeah. told about. <laughs> Ding dong! Hi She's singing there. death metal. <laughs> <laughs> Enter Sandman. Do you guys have any bats I could eat? <laughs> um, so yeah, now on December seventeenth, she goes out in town, and the Willard home uh, where Nap had worked as a servant. Right. right? Um, it was in the center of the town, so Nap went to visit with Mister Willard who honestly for the times had been incredibly kind to her. That's like a pretty gentlemanly thing to do in terms of let's make sure my servant's okay, not let's have her burned at the stake before she – True. She literally admitted to being told to murder him. So there's definitely not like good shit going on over there. But he was very patient with her. But now during the middle of a casual conversation, uh, Nap reared onto her tiptoes and her eyes went backwards and up into her head. Okay, so she pretty much sat up like the Undertaker at SummerSlam. Yep. <laughs> so uh, uh, it was at that point Christian left the room. That's it. Was done. <laughs> well, uh, Willard now claims that uh, after that, her eyes have gone backwards up into her head, and she's reared up on her tiptoes. She's freaking everybody out, and that her tongue began to become drawn out of her mouth, like think Gene Simmons style, mm. like like Venom or something like that, too, where this ridiculously long S-shaped tongue is coming out of her head. Uh, Elizabeth then in another voice that could not be her own because Willard claims as she spoke these words, she didn't move her lips or her throat at all. The voice was anything other than natural. Uh, She damned her own mother and her own father to hell, okay, Mm -hmm. calling them rogues and then shrieking at Willard and you, the greatest rogue of all. Mm -hmm. So she's now – she's triggered by this guy. That's I hate to use that term. Mm -hmm. But – Willard yells out to Satan, calling him a liar, a deceiver, and that God will vindicate his own truth this one day. And then the devil spoke through Elizabeth again. This one got me a little weirded out. Uh, I am not Satan. I am nothing more than a pretty black boy. Black is in sinister. Um, <laughs> this is my pretty girl, and I have been here a great while. And then after that, Elizabeth collapsed, and all those who were present began praying around her body. And uh, due Oof, to not me, yeah. feet don't fail me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm out. Yeah. Like, at, like at that point, I'm yeah, halfway right. across town. Like yeah. it, um, it. What I think it reminds I'm try me the of. Roman Catholic side of town. <laughs> see, see what they got going. <laughs> what are the papists up to? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Jump into that holy water. <laughs> just so. a little baptism. Get in there. Now, Everyone uh, goes for a swimming session. I just, yeah, I just, I just, I just need course. to chill for a minute. You have to, That's got to be a sight to see, though. Well, the seriousness. thing that it made me think of was uh, it made me think of uh, when um, Killer Bob, the evil spirit from Twin Peaks, when he shows up in people. And it's like, anytime you see like a possession thing or whatever, when some, even in Ghostbusters Two, when Vigo enters Ray's mm-hmm. dance at the very, I remember as a kid being so upset because uh, Ackroyd was my favorite. So I always got mad whenever he got possessed by uh, Vigo at the end of the movie. But when he turns, you just see his demon eyes and everything. I mean, it's that's you the see kind of him stuff full. You see him Scary. full. Uh, what the hell was that character's name too? The the villain in Ghostbusters too. Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah, he was full that's Vigo. Like he mean, had the makeup on. I remember that yeah, freaked me out too. It was because it it he's not your like friend anymore. One. Yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd. He's not your friend anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, uh, now Elizabeth, uh, like we said, she collapsed. They started praying over her body. 
But unfortunately, due to a fire and a raid by the Native Americans, that's one of the last records of Willard's account of the possession. Okay. Now, uh, because from, the whole town was was yeah, uh, Groton, Massachusetts yeah. was right. pretty much torched in an Indian raid. Here, you had something you want to say about uh, her family, her parents? Yeah, they were crazy. So, in what I <laughs> in what I read, which I can relate to, what um, <laughs> what I read was uh, her dad was a drunk and apparently had a le- an alleged uh, a illegitimate child which was very unheard of in the times. Mm -hmm. Her mom had mental illness. They think, though, it might have been a result from her infant um, son, Elizabeth's brother, dying. So she was like an only child, which was also not normal for the time. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So she, we might have been dealing with a lot of other stuff there. So if the and mother it, was to crazy. the time, though, too, the, to the people of the time, uh, any mental disorder or uh, physical disorder oftentimes was attributed to demonic possession. Right, exactly, because so, they didn't know. You know. So maybe mom and dad were both possessed, and now you know that's the home life for Elizabeth. Right. And then she's shipped off to uh, Willard's house to right. act as a servant girl, and uh, you know that all of that evil is now face-to-face with the supposed good of the, of the community, the pillar of the community of good. Uh, yeah, that would that would be, bring things to a head for sure, right? And Imagine I, how great yeah. it would be back then too. That if if that was the the medicine of the day, you could just if you wanted cocaine, you just had to say your tooth hurt. <laughs> uh, I love that. That's I have a toothache coming up in Atlantic City yeah. in about four days. Have you uh, tried the laudanum? <laughs> I would kill the pure. But so she's got a uh, now. I'm I'm, so I'm very happy that you brought this one part up because if her mother had some mental illness too, yeah. um, that mental illness a lot of times is hereditary, okay, which can be interesting. So if these are other things that are, are showing themselves, they're, they're traits from her mother that were passed down to Elizabeth that she's now displaying in a time when we still don't know shit about mental health. Mm-hmm. Pretty fascinating on that one, which is also fun too when you're an adopted kid and you have no idea what you're actually. <laughs> I gotta sit here next to this <laughs> rapid metabolism, tall, handsome bastard. Yeah, right. God my, damn it! My right? beautiful, my, my beautiful Armenian mother over there, who uh, people think so that her, her hair is. Uh, people ask her how to get her hair at a salon, and she goes, "It's just natural." That's how. It's, mm-hmm, but, I get it. No, so I'm dealing with my deck of cards. Is what I'm saying. But Puritans too, though. Also, while we're talking about this, they distanced the parents distanced themselves from the kids. Like, yeah. they couldn't be that close to the kids because they thought the kids were, like, degenerates and would fuck up their chance to get to heaven. Right. It was, uh, I forget like what age it was. They them back with their yeah. own opportunity. Yeah, they weaned right. them off at two, but it wasn't just, like, breastfeeding. It was like, you were like, screw <laughs> you, right. kid, get out of it. Not, right. not a motherly kind of quality. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I think poor Lizzie had some had some daddy issues and some mommy issues. It wouldn't surprise me. Wasn't right. quite of a it makes a lot yet. more sense. That's what yeah. I'm but saying. Like, I'm not denying the spook factor of this whole thing because there's still some things where I'm no, just like. No, there's definitely some shit. Yeah, but th- and then you, her brother died think, too. Yeah, but then when like, you think about it, you're like, cards. you're like, okay, there's some, there's some things. Oh, we got, a, we got a couple of comments here. Uh, Michael Burlu. Burlu. Hey, Mike. He was like, you lived at the house of WWE Crown Jewel. Come on, KP. <laughs> and then he's so cute. Charlie Patrick. I love this comment. I want to see Kahuna too. <laughs> You'll yeah. eventually. Hey, you got you got a hand. Be revealed a, one day. Hey. You get a hand. There you go. There you go. Get there you go. <laughs> As this giant hand just yeah, takes up right. like half the screen. Now, oh, uh, before we, because uh, there's another weird thing too with that is that so if Elizabeth Knapp is a 16 year old girl and she has to work as a servant in the house of one of the most wealthy people in town, and it's right. a hard. 
like who wouldn't want to kill those people? I remember when I worked oh, for yes. a, a – let's – I'll leave the name out of it. Um, I worked for a water softening company and I used to have to bring salt bags in that were 40-pound bags. And I'd have to bring in three or four of them at a time because each one of these people's units would take like 10 bags minimum. So I'd have to make a couple of trips in there. I'm filling the, the entire thing up with salt. And these people would be like, oh, can you take your shoes off? And I was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm actually, <laughs> I don't have to be possessed by the devil to want to murder you. Mm. All right? Some Bergen County bullshit up there. Yeah, man. I was just going <laughs> to say, those Bergen County bitches. <laughs> now you Jackie's say- from Bergen County. Just <laughs> you, say, you stated that there was uh, – there's no – there's no more records of this incident because right. of a because of no. A, it's just it's just what uh, this guy had written down and then sent no additional records as well. Additional I mean. records, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, what happened to this town again? Like, right after all this went down, there was a there was an Indian raid. Yeah. Well, she was. It was a couple of years after uh, the town was raided by the Native Americans, and most of uh, Groton was burnt to the ground here, which is cool. Uh, and what's weird though. Is that Elizabeth Knapp? Uh, her that was like her final fit that she had on December seventeenth. Uh, she truly believed herself to have been healed by the devil, and the devil had left her body that night at the Willard's house. Knapp would later go on to get married and have children. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, could you imagine that? Imagine that on a first date. We're like, well, you know, I really like to travel. I love red wine, and I work as a teacher. Also, I was once possessed by Satan from October <laughs> to December. Right, right, right. I'm sure she didn't say I'm either class- that, or she must have been really hot. <laughs> and she's That's the what class- I, think. I wonder that one too. I think yeah. she must she's have been a smoke show. That's what I think. <laughs> it's a yeah. I mean, if uh, I, I could find a way. You could get past it. If Elle McPherson's head was spinning around her That's body and saying. she was vomiting <laughs> across the room, right. like, all right, well, listen. We'll just we'll put your hair up. Um, She's danced with the devil. She's into <laughs> some freaky shit. You know what I mean? Get in there. Well, like I was saying, the uh, the Puritans were well educated men, but like we said, highly superstitious. Willard's final account of Knapp's possession, he comes to four conclusions. One, this was impossible to fake the extent of her ailments. Something was up here. You can't be committed to being that good of an actress for this rigorous. Yeah, plus, a he, he also had uh, medical people, well, the doctors Evaluate of the day, her. to go in to evaluate, and they couldn't find anything medically that was wrong with her. Oh, that would uh, right. And like, way to go, our teeth hurt. hurt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but it was also medically of the time too. Right. Of the so, time. But but it's still like they couldn't figure out anything wrong with her. So this uh, illness had to be the uh, second point he had, not to cut you off here, sir. No, that's um, right. The second point he had was that the illness clearly had to be diabolical and not natural. Diabolical meaning evil. So clearly this wasn't a natural thing here. Uh, now, many people were skeptical. In his third point, Willard makes sure that everyone knows he's convinced this was a possession. He believes her. Okay. But number four is he doesn't quite believe all of it. He says that her story of meeting with the devil doesn't add up. Details changed a lot. You know, not really a reliable person to give an account of uh, sitting down and having a meeting with the devil where you decide you're going to kill people and mm. sign a travel book and everything like that. So <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's it wasn't quite a thing with that. What one. is your name and sign in, please? That's uh, now. What were you going to say before? I don't know. What was I going to say before? <laughs> oh, all these, um, all this written testimony, if you will, that he wrote down. He then forwarded on to another very predominant, uh, influential Puritan minister of the time, this guy by the name of Cotton Mm. Mather. Cotton Mather was highly thought of, actually started his, a very large congregation of Puritans in England. And then he was finally convinced to come over to the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Massachusetts Bay Colony was uh, like a land grant kind of a thing from uh, the royals, from the king. 
that they gave the Puritans. Well, you guys take the Massachusetts Bay Colony, which was not just Massachusetts. Basically, we're talking Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Connecticut. I mean, it's a pretty good swath of territory. Now, I believe in the arrangement, though, they did say that um, we're going to let you be your own colony, your own state. But if you ever, if whoever has a, a good football team, uh, <laughs> it's going to represent all of us. Okay. <laughs> right. So the Pats are everybody from Rhode Island North. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Before, because I, I, I do want to get into Cotton Mather here to wrap this up, because I know we do got to go in a minute or two. Um, but uh, you are good, man. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. If you got if you go yeah, over, we'll it's tell all the full good. story. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we love the Cahoons, man. Um, you. Well, uh, modern doctors have taken a look at the nap case because I want to end on the Mather thing because that's a big chunk. To oh yeah. I, I know you got something okay. to say about it too. Um, <laughs> But uh, modern doctors believe that Miss Elizabeth Knapp could have suffered from a condition known as Huntington's mm-hmm. chorea. Okay. Now, uh, I Korea. Co- yeah, Korea. Is, uh, it's, With a C. Well, there's a North Korea and then there's a Huntington's Korea. <laughs> so, and then there's South Korea that's that doing the best out of all three Koreas. More ways. <laughs> but um, it's a debilitating disease that causes excessive spontaneous movement of limbs. Now, one of the medical videos I watched when a, a husband was talking about when his wife found out she had it was that she would say that her limbs didn't feel right and that she couldn't walk straight and that she wasn't even. So that could mm. feel, back in the times, you'd think something was up with that one. Uh, the idea of strangulation does get difficult to breathe with this disease sometimes. And then also, uh, you are prone now to schizophrenic episodes and manic depression. So these would all be things where you could mm. be potentially seeing hallucinations, speaking to people that aren't there sure. in the room, having all sorts of weird shit like that. So in his calm and measured approach, Willard took all these notes so that you wouldn't wind up playing a violent hand and escalating the situation. He's like, oh, if you just talk to them, you can make these people better. Right. You know, let's try to be a shepherd of the flock in a Christian sense. And uh, he hands it over to Cotton Mather, who does what with it? Uh, Cotton Mather, he, he was an interesting character himself. Uh, his father, uh, his name was Increased Mather. He was the president of Harvard, uh, Harvard College. His grandparents were also big shots uh, in the ministry in Massachusetts Bay Colony. Um, Cotton Mather himself graduated Harvard College at the age of 15, so he was no dope. Uh, although, you know, by today's standards and fucking Doogie Howser MD right, over there, yeah, right? Do- yeah, Doogie Howser. Not not quite to that extent because I mean, kids were graduating from colleges a lot earlier, but. Still, by graduating uh, Harvard College at the age of 15, he was no dope. Uh, he also wrote more than 450 books and pamphlets. So this guy was very influential. Educated. Yeah, educated. Yeah. Uh, very influential uh, religious leader in America. Some consider him the most influential religious leader in America. Um, he was also like a diehard Puritan. That he sounded the call for the second and third generation Puritans who are kind of getting away from their um, core values. That you got to come back to uh, the straight and narrow here to to make things uh, right again with the Lord. Um, what was his one book called? The uh, one that he printed the uh, the Willard account in. Do you, I have it here for you if you want. Uh, I don't have it. All right, it was uh, the one book that he published that included this account of the possession of Elizabeth Knapp. Uh, it was called the Magnalia Christi Americana, which was the, the Magnificent Works of Christ, which sounds a lot like Shaft in Africa. <laughs> but <laughs> so he published. You really, you really, you You worked at that one. <laughs> I sit at home and I do these. Uh, 
But um, no, what was so he uh, presents this information to Cotton Mather, thinking that it's going to be um, here's here's a good way for people to see how you can you know overcome a demonic possession without killing the person who's inhabited by the spirit. Um, and real quick, if you are just tuning in right now, we've been talking about the story of the possession of Elizabeth Knapp. We're doing American Loser here live on Facebook tonight. Uh, the audio episode will be up tomorrow, I believe, sometime. Ming's on the West Coast. So we got to figure it out. But uh, if you guys want to help us out with the show at all, if you're having fun listening to anything we're talking about here, we are like PBS if it was run by alcoholics. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's uh, a show we for We need us. money is That's what we're <laughs> trying to say, okay? Yeah. We don't need money per se. But it's uh, – no. Hit but me if you up on help. Venmo. That's all I <laughs> Actually, they can help us out on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud if anybody ever wanted to go uh, leave us a review on iTunes, anything like that. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud. We're putting them out every Tuesday. Um, now, back in this because we do want to wrap up on Mr. Cotton Mather. What else you got on him? Uh, Cotton Mather, yeah. Um, he. This was only part of his collection of uh, demonic possessions. He was also very influential in the prosecution and persecution of uh, somebody by the name of Goodwife Goody Ann Glover, who was the last person to be um, hung as a witch in Boston in 1688. So all of this stuff is a lead-up to the Salem witch trials, which are probably the most famous uh, witch trials. Um, he was very influential with uh, the Salem witch trials and everything else. That kind of caused a riff with... Uh, Daddy Mather, Increase Mather, his father, that uh, although his father, Increase Mather, was the president of Harvard, and Cotton Mather graduated from Harvard, and they thought that perhaps he was going to be the shoe-in to be the next president of Harvard. Once that Salem witch trial thing hit with all of his, uh, you know, burn him, burn him, hang him, kill him, uh, a lot of people were starting to question. His own father started to question. And when his own father started to question... You know, is this the right the right track? Uh, he lost the uh, the shoe in, if you will, to become president of Harvard. Um, but what was interesting uh, that I found a little side note here: um, he then starts to uh, convince Mr. Elihu Yale to donate a new college in New Haven, to donate large sums of money to a new college in New Haven, Connecticut, which became Yale College. So Harvard versus Yale, well, we can attribute that to Mr. Cotton Mather. It comes back to this a lot. It is a screw you guys. I'll That's do right. I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. Uh, Jay Byrne, so real funny. quick, do you, uh, yeah. do you know how many people died? Now, the reason why that's important is because Cotton Mather used the, the possession of Elizabeth Knapp to push for this idea that mm. people who are possessed are in bed with the devil. Right. Um, do you know how many people were killed in the Salem witch trials? Oh, I know. It was a bunch. Wasn't it like 16? Uh, 20. 20 yeah. people were executed during the trial on this one. Um, now, at round number 11, Cotton Mather wrote to one of the chief justices back then to tell him what a great job they were doing. <laughs> He goes, I really think this is great that uh, you know we're finally taking care. Of, like, it's a win for uh, you know mankind and the goodness of the world, and we're just killing fucking women. That's really Crazy. killing women, killing wrongly accused men, everything. Yeah, what's interesting too with Cotton, he uses uh, spectral evidence uh, in the trials. I'm gonna do my own now, with spectral evidence, sorry about that. Um, my bad. Spectral evidence is uh, based on dreams and visions. Right, so if you could have um, somebody in testimony at a trial of a witness testimony of a witness, which is oftentimes one of the accusers, they could say, "Well, I saw that as evidence because I saw them trying to choke me in a dream." 
Mm. It's like, well, how do you how do you defend yourself against what you say you saw in a dream, kind of a thing? If, uh, uh, if that was true and you could use that today, Katy Perry would have me in chains. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Castle Keep. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, it's um messed up times. It was messed up times. It was a, a scary kind of a case for that whole thing, and it's um. But to, when was the last time that the Catholics updated the the rights of the uh, the exorcism, if you will? So uh, the yeah, 90s. the whole uh, procedure was uh, 1999, still, which still going in, on to this day in, in Catholic. Yeah, in. Uh, Catholic Church timeline that's like it happened yesterday you know it's it's still it's still current and it, you know as you said earlier um, just about every religion in the world um, has a belief in some type of a uh, um, demonic possession and, and exorcism right to uh, remove that uh, possession or that dynamic influence on on somebody that they Jesus. all got their own little whether it's the the shaman or the medicine man or whatever, or the you know the priest or the minister or whatever, it used to be within the Catholic Church that even lay people could get involved with exorcisms. Now that it's a, it's a closed shop, you got to have a you got to have clergy for that. It's like uh, maybe it's like working on the construction site. You know what I mean? Now you got to have a certified electrician right, to perform right. this exercise. You can't put that. You so. can't change that light bulb. Yeah. You, don't have, you don't have a union card for that. Yeah, I went to school for exorcisms. All right, pal. That's <laughs> right, right. Uh, Jackie Byrne, any dates you want to plug real quick before we wrap up? Uh, we're together on Friday, aren't we? Do you it's know where? A, we're gonna be in Maplewood. <laughs> I where? Yeah, we have a gig in Maplewood. Maplewood. Uh, and then, That's um, right. Uh, Saturday, I uh, am performing uh, at uh, the church I was baptized in. Is that true? Yep, for my friends and family, but it's okay. Oh, I love That's that. <laughs> Wait, I have, well, I'm somewhere Saturday. Wait, why can't I remember what it is? Well, uh, I was excited about Friday. Also, November 8th and 9th, I believe, uh, you and me are splitting the jobs of uh, opening for our friend, uh, Mr. Chris DeStefano. Yes, I'm Bay very excited about that. Yeah, uh, Chris hit me up, told me I could come... Uh, uh, work with him at Levity Live this weekend. Oh, that's and I, awesome. And I Can can't you, do it. Well, oh, uh, that's messed up. Yeah, so. Oh, I'm pumped to work with him. Why? No. Oh, uh, I already got gigs already, on the books. It's a good oh, problem to have. It know. is a good problem to For, have. Uh, where are they finding you on Saturday, Jack? Saturday, I'm in. I'm at Bridge Street Live in Connecticut. That's <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's isn't that exciting? Though. And uh, no, not bad at all on that one. Uh <laughs> So I'm excited. Guys, if you liked anything you heard or saw tonight, um, it, it's first of all, Jackie's married, so just <laughs> I'm sure. you know, 90% of the comments are just asking for her number. I'm sure um, that's not true. That's a, well, the other comments you are asking for her number. You think so? No, like, these, are, these are actual, like, you got a lot of fans. I can't see any of them. Oh, we got a lot of fans. You guys should, should follow me on social. <laughs> uh, yeah, plug your social media. That's it. I'm Jackie Byrne on Facebook and Twitter and Jackie underscore Byrne on Instagram. And IG's where it's at, okay? You're about Thanks. to get an influx. Oh, I just, can't wait. Just Instagram I'm going to get a lot of weird DMs, too, I feel. <laughs> you got a couple of comments before we wrap up. Oh, okay, cool. Michael Bur Burlew, I tried to use uh, spectral evidence at traffic court. Apparently falling asleep during a DUI is Where'd not a go? defense. Mikey. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, Greg uh, Petruno thinks this is awesome. It's my godfather. So, and then John August, thus fulfilling your Katy Perry dream. Absolutely. Here we go. <laughs> and Chris, I think this is to the both of you, is just get some Philly dates. Uh, true. Oh, we will, uh, that's cool. Excellent on that. We'll figure something we'll, out there. We'll and then to to John's <laughs> got one more comment. This literally just came in. It's fun to watch KP trying to. Oh, wow. I, I'm not dyslexic. 
scrumptious. It's, wow. I can't even read that freaking word. Schizophrenic? Check his, yeah, something like that. Check his phone so he can check the feed. He looks like a guy on a first date who just, who just heard his date explain the connection between the names of all 11 of her cats and what's out. That is very specific. Damn, that was very specific. Someone really thought about that. No, it's John Ogus. He's a good guy. You really put thought into that, John. John. remember, brevity is the soul of wit. (laughs) Uh, That being said, though, guys, if you like the show at all, man, uh, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. The show's called American Loser. Every Tuesday we're coming out shows. Listen to it. We're having a good time with this stuff, man. So just check us out on social media for that. You can follow me at uh, at KPBurkSucks at Twitter and Instagram. And also, uh, I finally got a website going. So if you go to uh, AmericanLoserPodcast.com, it takes you directly to our SoundCloud feed. And also, if you go to KP Burke Comic or KPBurkSucks.com, uh, it'll bring it to my, <laughs> my comedy website. I love that. Uh, so we're plugging more of the comedy dates, a couple of videos, stuff like that, man. But uh, I want to say really quickly, thank you so much to uh, a Shared Universe Studios, Ming and Zapsick. You guys take great care of us over here. I love this studio. I love coming in for this one. I want to say thank you to my dear friend, Jackie Byrne, for being a part of the show. Thanks for having me, you guys. I want to thank uh, my stud of a father over here for making me love history. We're having a good time with this show. And I also want to thank my mom who's sitting on the back in the couch Woo-hoo! over there. She, there you go. They came out to we, we all had dinner <laughs> together beforehand. Timeless beauty. What is with your parents? They don't fucking age. <laughs> and uh, lastly, I want to say thank you to the big kahuna, man. Thank you for everything you're doing here today, guys. It uh, is no problem. There he is. There it is. <laughs> But guys, uh, my, name's Kate, my name's KP <laughs> Burke, and that was uh, Elizabeth Knapp, American Loser. Thank you. Bye. American Loser, the day I was born. American Loser, the day I was born. An American Loser, the day I was born. <laughs>